me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC on screen 314. Today we're going to be getting super spoilery on Supergirl 211, the Marshall Marshall, the Martian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I'm your host David C. Robertson. This is my co-host Jason Goss. Hello. To recap, Kara still isn't okay with Wynn, James, or Monel, and this week she adds Alex to the list of grudges because Alex asks if she can skip Kara's Earth birthday to spend time with Maggie. But there are bigger problems to deal with since the White Martians have arrived. McGann's ex has arrived and wants to take her back to Mars Mars for trial and execution, but Hank won't have it. He convinces her to retreat to the DEO headquarters with him so he can protect her, but Hubby has arrived and taken the form of one of the crew. It turns out that Wynn is the Martian counterfeit, but wait for it. There are two Martians, and Alex is the other one. After the team recovers the real Wynn and Alex, they try to disarm the Martian backup plan, which is to just blow the whole damn building up. Supergirl, Hank, and McGann, McGann? I don't know, lay into yeah. the Martian... Lay into the White Martians while a very groggy wind disarms the bomb. After all of this, McGann decides to head back to Mars to seek out other dissenters like herself, but she can't be the only decent Martian left on the planet. Because she can't be the only one left on the planet, Hank reluctantly says goodbye. And after a week of thinking about it and a pep talk from Alex, Kara decides to talk to Monel about how they feel. But she finds them on the way to lunch with Miss Tessmacher and backs the hell out because we knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. This episode of Supergirl really annoyed me. And I'm usually pretty positive on Supergirl. Yeah, we're uh, at this point almost unrelentingly positive on Supergirl. But this was just very tropey. And it's. Uh, I, 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 it sounds, sounds like a bad way to describe my angst here. Um, all TV is tropey. That's what we do here. It's why it's called tropes. Um, mm-hmm. But these are just ones that I don't like too much. And they yep. were like piled on top of each other. Well, I feel like the first. Their first mistake is, and it's been the last couple episodes, is they've just made Kara this incredibly, like, spoiled little petulant piece of shit. Yeah, it's, I, I just don't feel like she's being very super girly anymore. And they really, it, it's like they wrote in this weird personality shift for her just to get through a couple episodes. And I'm not, I'm not, like, she's not growing. She's shrinking. It's, our title yeah, characters, like, like, all right, last year when they did this, it was because she, uh, she went too far and read Kryptonite, right? And. Her, mm-hmm. her personality was downgraded for a minute and she had to earn back the city's trust. But that was a neat arc that we went through. And it was kind of like there was something to gain from it. I don't know what we're gaining mm-hmm. from this. She knew about being, you know, humble and understanding and, and uh, trusting her, her friends. And she, I think I don't know I what the life problem, she's about to learn. I think the problem that the writers might be facing and, you know, I'm not in the room. I don't know. But I would guess we're all here on guessing. this show. I would guess that. The problem they're facing is the same problem that the Star Trek writers of the 90s faced. 
everyone on this show gets along. There's no there's no inner conflict. So they're trying to create inner conflict within the group by having James run around as a vigilante, winds kind of going behind cars back, et cetera, et cetera, with different things. And uh, now they're just like, oh, now what? Well, for the first time ever, Kara's going to have to understand that Alex has, you know, someone else in her life mm-hmm. as opposed to spend, you know, devoting all of her time to her and she's going to be jealous. Well, sure. But for someone who is so excited that Alex finally got someone in her life, she sure is being pissy about it. Yeah. And if she wasn't being pissy, I, I would actually like the storyline of it more right now. Cause that is, that's a fun thing for her to play with. Like, Hey, my, my sister's finally not like a hundred percent just, you know, me and her anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. great. That's a fine storyline. But for Supergirl, I felt like it made more sense for her to be like putting on a brave face, but like quietly a little sad about it, rather than putting mm-hmm. on not even quite a brave face. It's like this, like, oh yeah, totally fine. I'm not hostile at all. Face with yeah. like side notes of petulance. That that doesn't work for Kara. But yeah, if it was like she was trying to be brave about it and and was you know quietly like just kicking rocks at home, like oh, it's my friend. I'd feel terrible for her. And like when Alex came back in the inevitable scene where she was like, I told Maggie I needed to be with you tonight. I would feel great about the show. Yeah. But we didn't do that. So oh, I have three different notes on my little pad here, all ending mm-hmm. with Jesus. <laughs> okay. Would you like to hear? Sure. Um, It could be any of us. Yeah. I, I just wrote that down and wrote Jesus behind it. Um, There's another note about McGann. Shut the fuck up about doing this alone, please. Mm-hmm. Like she mentioned it 14 times. I swear to God. Um, and then finally it's like, of course he's suddenly getting lunch with, with Tess. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because obviously Jesus. Yeah. All fair. You know, uh, I, I saw this, I got to watch all the shows this week with Bethany, my girlfriend. And, um, so rare. I'm, I'm happy for y'all. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. We were actually making jokes about this episode. We were just like, we were actually beside ourselves a little bit with how bad this one was because we were, we were just like, okay, well, which which trope do you think is going to be? You know, uh, I was like, is it going to be which one do we shoot? And, and it wasn't which one do we shoot? And oh, it's the one. Does oh, okay, yeah. It's, uh, which one of us is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, which was done way better in an episode of the Twilight Zone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the. Uh, I, I did like the the entrance to the cave and the the underground rebellion thing. Like that's a, that's a cool idea. They developed just enough immunity that mm-hmm. they can like prove who they are. That was a neat concept. There was yeah. a couple, like, there were neat ideas buried within this very predictable, unfortunately predictable episode. Yeah. Which for sure will be better next week because Supergirl's, at this point, a good show that just has a bad moment here. Just just kind of had him a, kind of having a week. All right. Did did you find it weird? Probably. That Alex and Maggie were both wearing bare naked lady shirts like they were about to go to the show. She goes to talk to Kara. So she suits up. With gun and everything. With gun and everything. Yeah. Goes to the DEO. And then it's like, oh, I gotta go back to the thing. Like, were you supposed to be at work? Like, why would you be wearing the bare naked lady shirts and I actually, suit I, up I, I even then... had, uh, I even had side thoughts about that where I was like, well, maybe it's like at the DEO, you can't, you know, she's a leader there, she can't be seen in like a t-shirt, you know, that'd be, that'd be unprofessional. So I get, maybe it's just a thing. You just have to be in full dress code when you go to the DEO. I had all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about all that because yes, it was freaking weird. Oh, and Bethany pointed out that it was a. A little too on the nose that they made the two lesbians like the bare naked ladies. I thought so too. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> worth a chuckle. It was worth a chuckle. But I was just thinking, like, uh, they are a good band. I'm just gonna let it go. <laughs> and then she said it, and I was like, "Damn it! All right." Yeah, I know. 
Oh, uh, last week they uh, they had I was born ready as a uh, line in, in fiction that should be cut out and never used again. Um, this week, mind if I cut in? Mm, I'll take Please. that. Please, I'll take that. I'll I'll put that on the uh, on the pile of things to never say again. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, by the way, the White Martian finally got it for me. Um, if you hurt her, you'll what? Whine at me? That was great. In fact, I was really, I was really pleased with with uh, everything. Uh, it's so exhausting pretending to come, to, pretending to care about your silly little feelings. Yeah. Says the White Martian, speaking for the audience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the last act of this thing, they were like, they they got a clue as to what they were writing and went, you know, we need to hang some lanterns. Yeah. No, about a third of the way through my notes, there's, uh, it's, uh, I just wrote down like, not all of Wind's charms can help this. Mm. He was trying his best. And he he did get me a laugh out loud moment when it um when he he walks into the room later in the middle of the battle and just goes monsters are real yes that one that one was a laugh out loud yeah I liked Magan's going to go start a revolution that's cool I mean, yeah but what was a what was a groan out loud was that uh, he called her Miss Martian when I, he kissed her forehead that was weird it, like did they ever no that was that was unprecedented that's, there's nothing leading up to it it's just a thing that was there aside from aside from when they found her in roulettes. Like alien fight club. I don't think we've ever called her Miss Martian. No. On this show. There there was no story behind him calling her Miss Martian right then. There was no nothing to back that up. Um yeah, I don't know. Um some neat stuff buried in there, like the the, the, the test to see who's real, that's that's good. Um I didn't know White Martian mm. telepathy to telepathy was like powerful enough to go back to go both ways. That's kinda cool. I didn't either, but you know they they needed Alex to remember that talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, early on, Hank with the like I spent many times, many lifetimes running. Oh, okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. I still want to see his previous incarnation as a private detective at some point. Just, just, just asking, show if you can make that happen. Oh, um, Bethany had a comment here uh, when the lights went out and the Martian was gone, and they go, "He's gone." She said, "He's not just gone. He's McGone." Oh God. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, man. It was funny. That's, uh, <laughs> no, that's probably like the best piece of writing on the show this week. Yeah, my girlfriend said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Congratulate her for winning the week. Um, oh, I have a, I have a question. Why are the agents acting like they're all scared to put their hand to the flame if they know they're not the White Martian? That was weird. Uh, that one guy, man, he was killing me the entire time. Yeah, he was bad. He was just bad, just bad. Like the guy, and then the guy when the Martians, just, oh. yeah. and then when the Martians running away, I'm like, "Yeah, Kara, stay in the air and blast him. Don't go after him. Just float there, blasting with the beams." Yeah, you could. It's not like you have, I don't know, super, super flight speed, like and super flight speed. And, uh, yeah, she does not use her speed enough on the show, and I, I'm sure it's because it's expensive, mm-hmm. and they need to make the fights uh, feel like they're not just you know a series of straw men. But I, I, I get that. But there, there are moments where you're like, "No, just chase him down, dude." Oh, and I love this. I love this, too. The uh, Alex White Martian clearly becomes a White Martian. You see, like, the White Martian mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. They, they exchange a few blows, and Kara yells, You're not my sister! <laughs> no kidding, kid. Can't get anything past really? you. <laughs> All right, now, I, have, I, I didn't have much else, but I have two questions for you. I just want to see if it was something I missed. Um, okay. For it. Sure. If I if I didn't miss it, yeah. Yeah, um, we're just gonna see where it lands, and and then um, Scott from Squadcast is inevitably gonna correct us, so I'm gonna get that process started. 
or Brent. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. Or Scott Madison. Just anyone at Squadcast is <laughs> welcome to go ahead and fill in the blanks for us. Um, first one is, she says, like, I didn't know my planet was dying when, when I left. Like, but didn't she? Did, did, wasn't there, like, a tearful scene in the pilot where she's, like, clearly acknowledging that she'll never see her parents again? And then they yeah, like use so. that shot for most of the intro, like every freaking week. I thought so. I'm pretty sure she knew she was not. I, I I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the pilot at this point. But that just seemed like it was like out of continuity. Mm-hmm. Would you have to agree with me for lack of better evidence? I kind of feel like this whole episode is non-canon. <laughs> oh, it's in there, buddy. But that one, like that one, just felt like they got their own show wrong for a second, which. Yeah, um, it does. It did. I just, I couldn't get an explanation for it. I kind of, I, anyway. Other one, see if you can help me out with this one too. Um, Megan's uh, train of thinking here is like, well, they just come for me again. I mean, yeah, because like she's like one planet away and they know she's there and presumably mm-hmm. there's more pods they can send him over. But like, don't they want John dead just as much, almost as much as they want Megan dead? So like, why shouldn't he be running with her? Yeah. Or, like, they should, minimally, they should stick together and try to team up. Well, I think they want her more because she's a white Martian. He's just a green. They'll deal with him later. Yeah, I mean, Just like her husband was like, ah, it'll be fine to get him, but, I mean, you know. Yeah, they're definitely going to kill their Judas before they go after, like, uh, you know. Yeah. The the, the greens or whatever the hell they were calling them. Yeah. But. The green. Yeah. But, I I understand where she fits on this, uh, this murder hierarchy, but it just. Aren't they both kind of fucked by her logic? Like they'll just come after us again. Yeah, I, that one didn't. That one didn't flow for me. It, it was stupid to me too. But I just you know. I couldn't see why. No, it just it just didn't make sense. And then earlier in the episode, Hank's like, "No, we're gonna need to stick together." And by now, he's like, "Oh, you're right. You should probably get out." Now, did I miss something? Did they? Did when James and Kara decide to all work together this this week? Did no, they, no. In fact, Ben has a, a uh, lovely line early on where it's like, "Did you ever think that maybe I have a calling too?" Because she's trying mm-hmm. to, she's trying to convince him, like, no, you surely you can see the, no. Um, I, I didn't get that, like, they're on board with each other yet. I just got that she's like, it felt like it was one step in the direction of her not being so pissy about this. Mm. But she's, I guess from, I guess from my perspective, she's gone from like, I'm definitely gonna stop you to, I'm not gonna stop you, but you guys are idiots to like, I'm just not gonna stop you, but I won't talk about it as much. God, I, I hope so. I'm not gonna be pissy about it either. <laughs> All right. I think that's all I've got for this episode. It is. It is. I'm a little disappointed, but they'll be back. They'll be back next week. I'm sure it'll be better. Every season's got something in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is the worst we've got this this year, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. Uh, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Go subscribe to us or you're going to miss out. Um, proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Proud members of the Batman Podcast Network. Proud dog owners as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> until next time when we're talking about the Flash 312 Untouchable. Keep some DC on your screen. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. 
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.